choose you. Be cool, baby. Okay. Hey, bitch, come here. Got your motherfucking man. Come here. Mr. Pretty Tony. I mean, you know the rules of the game. I mean, your bitch just chose me. Now, we can settle this like you got some class so we can get into some gangster shit. Fuck being on some chill shit. We go zero to 100, nigga, real quick. Yo, what up? It's Kells. This Thanks for Asking, Kells Radio, episode 118, back for another week. How's everybody doing? I uh, hope they're doing well. I'm doing as well as can be expected. Um, actually, I'm doing really good. It's a short week um, for work anyway. We had the holiday, and I'm going to a conference tomorrow on Friday, so technically I had a two-day work week, so um, pretty good. Um. That being said, this episode here is going to be pretty freewheeling because been a short week. Um, the news has been dominated by the hurricane and now another hurricane coming and by the, um, recently by this dreamers or doc, I don't know, whatever I, I'll get into it, but let's start. So you're the negritude actually have one. Guess who it is. Guess who it is. It's Rihanna for her Fenty Beauty ad, outstanding, diverse ad. Um, I'm looking, I don't wear makeup and all that, but, you know, I'm looking forward to it because I just thought the ad was great because it was just showing how, you know, everybody acts like diversity is so hard and it's so complicated to do, but it's not. You just have to do it. And, I mean, she had more, she had one commercial that had, or not even a commercial, it was a preview, that had more diversity in it than, like, every ad you see on TV, and it's just like, you know, you just gotta stop fighting, trying to make everything white, and just be inclusive, and that's what happens, and Rihanna's a black girl, and she's from the islands, and you know, she knows how to do it, and it's, it's, it's she got 40 foundation shades, cause you know these other lines, they got, you know, they got 39 different versions of white, but it's like three different foundations for black people, even though black people are the ones that have the most variety in skin color, and all y'all just white, but y'all got 40 different versions of white, but the black people who are the most diverse, with all the most diverse skin tones and colors and undertones and the coppers and the golds and all the different flavors we come in, we get four. Ridiculous. So I'm looking forward to it. I think she's going to shake the table. Rihanna don't do nothing. It's not excellent. Saw another preview today with some fly-ass music over it. Um, I think she's going to do the damn thing. Um, And she's going to get all the coin because, I mean... Who who symbolizes? Listen, I'm not hating on nobody. Kylie, whoever else got a makeup line, that's that's nice. But um, who's doing it like Rihanna? Who comes through looking fabulous and flawless and beautiful, and just killing everybody else in the room like Rihanna? Nobody and and quiet is kept or not even not even quiet is kept. Really loud. Um, Kendall and all these little white girls that y'all love so much, they copying Rihanna. I, I mean, it's really obvious if if you don't know, whatever Rihanna does, they come out a few weeks later doing it. Rihanna was wearing a shirt dress last summer. Now here we got everybody in a shirt dress. She wore her, her the hip boots that's in her collection. Then uh, here come your girl posing the hip hip boots. I know the Vogue's and the Vanity Fair. Oh, Gigi is the fashion. I, all these little girls, these little Instagram little whoever's, they put up and try to make hot. It's all nonsense because Rihanna does all this shit first and all of these girls are are just following and on to stuff that she 
did last year, and now she's on to something new. So we're going to see what, um, you know, what this line is like. But, I mean, it's Rihanna. Rihanna is known for looks. So, you know, I, I think I think she's going to come through and, and sweep every, everything out, else out the way. So um, it's tomorrow, I think, the 7th or the 8th. Maybe, I can't remember, soon, though. She's going to live stream it from Facebook. Um, and she, yeah, Facebook might be a little, but she live streamed from Snap last time, and it wasn't, I didn't like it too much. I mean, it was okay, but, like, Snap, you gotta, it's, it's different. It's, you know, it's quick, you gotta, somebody has to have your phone, so she had her phone, and then somebody else had her phone. I mean, it was cool, you got to see it, but it was like, it seemed like a hassle to try to live stream something like that on Snap, because, as y'all know, Snap is, like, very, uh, hands on, like you can't just turn it on and hold it, like a snap, you gotta be walking with it, you gotta, you know what I mean, point it Facebook Live seem more like you can just you know, hit it and go so we'll see how that goes um, alright and so, that's the only girls and negatives I have I think, is it mhm so and um yeah, I said already, this is going to be freewheeling. And actually, I'm going to switch it up today. I'm going to see how, I'm going to try something new, see if y'all like it. Um, not a lot of current events. So, I've been thinking about all day how I'm going to say this. Because I ain't trying to get, I ain't trying to offend nobody. And I'm not trying to sound ignorant. And I'm not trying to sound racist. And I'm not trying to sound like I am ever in any way close to agreeing or brushing up against agreeing. Or, or walking close past agreeing with anything that this dickhead president and his administration does. But, so yesterday, you know, he... I, I, well, let me start with this, and then, and then y'all see where this is going. I had to um, Google DACA, D-A-C-A, because I didn't know what it was. I seen, I knew it had something to do with immigration, but I didn't know what it was. So I had to Google I started seeing people just tweeting about it, and the Dreamers, I had heard the Dreamers... All this time, all these eight years of Obama being an officer, I heard dreamers, never knew what it was, because I just didn't care. Because illegal immigration is one of, listen, I'm always saying you can't die on every hill, you can't fight every battle, I have certain issues and things that I care about and some that I don't. And illegal immigration is one that I don't care about. There. I said it. I don't care about it. Not, Not that I want people to be deported and all that. I think that shit is horrible. I think that shit is terrible. We all know how this country was founded. We all know it's racist. We all know it's a bunch of bullshit. We all know those people are here contributing contributing to society and all those things. They're not these crooks and drug dealers and all this bullshit that they tell you. We know that's just white people, white people. And However, at the end of the day, you're still here illegally. Now, how you got here illegally... Did your parents brought you over? I understand those are circumstances and all of that, and it's not your fault. I understand. But, you know, black people, African Americans, the people who built this country, we are old a lot. We built this country. I told y'all before, we are the original sweat equity. We were original seed investors, and we ain't never got nothing. Okay? They, and and so, you, and it's not, when I say I don't care about it, don't, don't, I don't mean that I don't care about these people. But I just, I can't care about everything. And 800,000 people, like, I'm sorry. Like, I'm not buying that. First of all, those people, a lot of those people are being exploited. Let's say that, okay? That's the first thing. Like, let's say that. They bring them here. 
um, because they want cheap labor and American American workers like you know you kind of we we know that we have rights and things like that and we expect things and and they come from a different uh, background so they don't and so I, I just I'm not it's a shame and it's fucked up that he did it but you know like I just. <sighs> I need people to, before I go run into everybody else's clothes, and I know it's not just Latinos, I know it's black immigrants too, and I know it's a, it's a form of like purging and trying to, first of all, you're talking about 800,000 people. I know that's a lot of people, but that's not, a, you're not going to tell me that these 800,000, the fate of the republic and the world hangs on these 800,000 people. Yeah, I know they're making this 340 billion, while well, these numbers they throw out, I'm not sure if those numbers are accurate, but even if they are, 800,000 people, it's more than that in New York City. <laughs> So, I mean, I'm just, I'm not, hey, man, I don't know what you want me to say. It's, it's messed up, um, but I'm, I'm just, it's, it's people that's born and raised here that are not here illegally that, that, that need things too, that are old things too. And I don't understand, how, I, I just don't like that these people are, are the focus. Like, listen, you were here, you, you came here how you came here. It's not your fault. Your parents bought you here, but your parents bought you here illegally. You're here illegally. I don't know. I don't know, man. I don't. I don't have the language. I don't know what to say. It's just not. A, I. I don't know what you want me to do. I don't know how you want me to feel because, you know, it's people here that can't get jobs, can't get nothing. That's American. They they where they supposed to be. Born where they were born and can't get nothing. Can't get no help. Can't get no job. Can't get you know a low wage job because the immigrants are are willing to work for less. I mean, America, there's no unions. Americans, workers are being taken advantage of because, you know, you got to work these long hours. They're not raising your pay because it's competition from overseas, and if you don't want to do it, they'll just outsource it or they'll just bring somebody here. So, like, we being exploited and we being taken advantage of, us here, American citizens. So now you want me to bleed for the dreamers? And then why they call them dreamers? They, you know... They come here and they take advantage of everything the country has to offer, as they should. But the black people, we get called welfare queens and 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 welfare cheats and all this stuff. But the f- people not from here get called dreamers. Like it's the jig. Do y'all understand? Understand what I'm saying here? I'm not trying to pit blacks against. I know that's what they're trying to do. We're all being exploited. The the, the point is they don't want to. They want to keep wages down and they want to exploit people and they don't want to pay people what they deserve and they don't want to give people rights and they just want to keep working people for more and more for less and less. That's what the whole thing is about. Okay, the people that are involved are just pieces on the board. What I'm saying is, I just I just I don't. I don't care about it. I hate to be that way, but I just don't. I have taxes due, and, you know, it's people who here who are who are working, you know, overtime, not getting paid overtime, getting cheated. You know, you work at, at Walmart, but, you know, if they if they give you 40 hours, they got to they gotta give you benefits and make you full-time, so they always make sure that they send you home them, them couple hours so you only get 36, 37 hours, so they ain't got to pay you overtime. Little slick shit that... that Employers are doing all over the country to exploit American workers. So, and I know a lot of these dreamers are super high tech, but that's another thing. Like, I mean, it's 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 a lot of black people who can't get what. What's the big thing? Like, we trying to get blacks in STEM because they don't want to hire us. 
Why they don't want to hire us? It's a lot of reasons, but one of the reasons is because they'll hire foreigners. They'll hire the Indians and they'll hire the, uh, I don't know, the Arab, wherever, wherever they're coming from. Even from the, even the Africans, they'll hire them because, you know, they're foreigners. They don't, listen, America shits on African Americans. We all know that. We, you know, they rather hire somebody from somewhere else than hire us. So, I mean, I don't know. It's not a popular opinion, but it's how I feel. Like, I don't care. I, you know, I, I feel like what I say when I don't want anybody to think that I'm at all agreeing with Trump, I don't. But I, I do, and this is pre-Trump, this is during Obama and everybody else too. You know, I don't think it's anything wrong with saying, wait a minute, man, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. American citizens are doing really bad. A lot of us are doing really, really, the ones at the very top are doing really good. The rest of us are not doing too great. And it's not a lot to go around. And like, why, we should get ours first. Like, I'm sorry, like, I'm sorry your, your mom bought you, dad and them bought you hair illegally when you was a little kid. You ain't had no choice in it. You sure didn't. I had no choice in it either. But, like, why should you? I was born and raised here. My mom and dad was born and raised here. They mom and dad was born and raised here. They mom and dad before them was born and raised here. You know, you come here, as bad as America is, they come here because this is still a place to come to get opportunity. It's still a place to come where you can do things you can't do anywhere else, as shitty as it is. That's just a fact. So... And, but it ain't enough to go around, and it's like, how y'all, how y'all, how y'all get the, the, the priority? How these eight hundred thousand people get the priority over people that's still here? We not all uneducated, um, you know, these fucking Trump people who ain't got no skills and no education and ain't had none in thirty. We not all that. It's a lot of science. I know a lot of professional people, a lot of science people that would like some of these gays, but they can't get them. Why? Because they prefer farm workers. So, it's a jig, and I'm not blaming, we all, you know, we all dancing, and I'm not blaming the dancers, but I'm just saying. So, if y'all thought I was going to get on here and talk about how terrible it was, I'm not, because I, I don't want to, first of all, it's 800,000 people. The fate of the country has not been in on these 800,000 people, I'm sorry, it's not. And you can't tell me that some of them jobs can't go to some American people that's just as qualified. And I, and I don't mean to sound like xenophobic with that, that's not what this is about, but like, when we gonna take care of us, man? When are we gonna take care of us? We got so much, this is goes to war, this goes to, to the jobs, this goes to everything, man, we could just take care of everybody else, we stretch so thin, our own fucking bridges and transportation is crumbling, Houston is just now flooded, because we fucking, we ain't taking care of our own shit, man, we over here bullshitting with these Republicans, and, 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 and not doing what we need to do for our infrastructure, our shit is fucked up, on the east coast, the oldest part of the country, some, some of these, New York City, I live in New York City, our subways, are running on technology from 1930, my nigga. It's 2017. 1930. That's before my daddy was born. My dad had been born and died and, and, and was born in 1943. That's before World War II. 1930? The fuck? That's the, that's the kind of infrastructure that we have here on the East Coast. These pipe, We have pipes here in New York City and on the East Coast that are from like the 1800s, from the after the Civil War when, they, when we started building shit. Like you got buildings in New York City that y'all know 
during the winter sometimes you don't have water, why? because the pipes freeze, you can't get water, why? because the pipes are old, because these pipes are from like 1890s come on man, and that's all that's on the east coast, all over the country, bridges is crumbling, the road, we ain't got enough roads we ain't got enough public transportation it's so many things that we need we always can help somebody, oh sure, come here, yeah the dreamers, nigga, what about the American dreamers, we dream too the American dream is uh, the key word is American. So, you know, I'm so, like, fuck Trump and it's racist, but like, you want me to get uh, upset about it? I'm, I, I can't. Like, I can't. It's really messed up. And listen, keep y'all, I'm not calling immigration on nobody. Keep y'all heads down. Do what y'all got to do to, to, to not get caught, you know, because y'all here. I'm not, you know, I'm not against y'all, but like, Bruh, we gotta take care. We it's we got a lot of problems here, and it's it's way more than a hundred thousand, eight hundred thousand American people that could use um some that are dreamers too. Americans want to dream too, and I just I just think it's fun. You know, we getting shot in the street. We 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 getting uh um you know discriminated from in housing, the Voting Rights Act, all this shit. They trying to throw African Americans. They've been trying to throw us away since forever. And it's like, oh, you know, we got these new ones. Bring them in now. Like, uh, uh-uh, uh, man, Mm-mm. we ain't never got ours. We ain't never got ours. Now you trying to step other people over us? Nah, I'm not with it. Sorry. So, um, I guess they gonna legislate whatever they gonna legislate, but like. Focus on us, man. For and I and I again, I'm not trying to. We know that this this election was about racism and xenophobia and trying to take the country back. And and you niggers got too much shit. But it's some people. I hope y'all know that real that that voted for Trump because they were like, look, man, he got a point with this. We can take care of everybody. It's some. It's a lot of people, not just white people, who really see. Um people who are not in the top percent just being just being forgotten about and so and they cast a vote because they they just wanted to shake shit up and they still fuck them still because you still ignored a lot of racism a lot of bullshit but what I'm saying is not everybody was a Nazi not everybody was like all into the uh you know, the, 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 the Breitbart's and the super, you know, black all that super racist shit like not everybody is that, some people were just dumb some people just weren't paying attention, some people just fucking desperate, some people was just fucking, you know, it wasn't gonna affect them so they didn't give a fuck, but they, they underlying the underlying uh, impetus behind casting that vote was that, yo, y'all motherfuckers ain't, Obama been in here for eight years and, and, and you know, made all these promises and these promises ain't come through, now a lot of that's not true but I mean, listen, we live in cities I live in New York, we live in, if you live in a major city, your, your view of, of Obama is gonna be a little bit different than if you live like in Podunk, cause yeah, we feel the benefit of it here. We live in big cities, we educated, we got the jobs, but these people out in the middle of nowhere, they don't feel that. So it's time, man. Like we, when is we gonna take care of ourselves, man? The and people are out of jobs. They talk about coal mining. Fuck coal mining, man. Do the infrastructure, build the roads up, build some public transportation. That shit, that's jobs. That's how the middle, you built the middle class after World War II. We, we just took all our, our spoils of war and came back, and we built those suburbs, the suburbs, and, and, and all those housing tracks and shit that out there. We built all that shit, built all, all that shit up, and that's what provided the jobs and the growth and the life. We're not doing that no more. Come on, man. So, 
I'm sorry if y'all came here <laughs> expecting me to be all upset, but I mean it's fucked up. They they didn't have to, you know, they could have. They already told the people they were gonna be okay, so they should have left him okay. He went back on his promise and all that. I get it, but like it's a lot of drama about this, and I'm just not really seeing it because 800,000 people is not a lot of people. Again. It's more people than that in, in Baltimore and Philadelphia and New York. And you date these headlines. is like the economy is going to crash because these 800,000. And all of them ain't going to get deported. We know that. The economy is going to crash. We're going to lose so much money. And, oh, God, America has lost its spirit because of this dreamer stuff. And I just, I'm, I'm sorry. That shit is way down on my list. Way, way down. So, so all I got to say about that. But, actually... If you want to hear what I a really very well thought out and well articulated of what I'm trying to say, Breaking Brown, the podcast that I recommended to y'all last week, go to it this week and go to the uh, episode about uh, black labor. She really breaks it down of, of what I think and what I feel and what I have felt for a long time. And my friends know me. I, this is not a new opinion. I have always felt this way about, and I'm not against illegal immigrants, but my my this is my attitude my this is my attitude to illegal immigrants is my attitude just for shoplifting if you come in the store and you st- boosting i'm not going to say a goddamn thing cuz fuck this store get it all i'm I, you know i i'm a look i might even let you know yo they coming cuz fuck this store get it all they got insurance write it off i don't care i'm not going to call the cops i'm not going to tell them you stealing i'm not going to do none of that shit get it all but if if you get caught or if the store clerk sees you, or the police come in, you, Nick, you can't be like, oh, you, Nick, you got caught. You was boosting, you got caught. That's how I feel about illegal immigrants. I'm not against you. You got it here. You you made it here. You trying to make it. I understand that, but like you are here illegally. So if the consequences of that come, they come, and you you know, oh well, my parents were, oh well, I can't afford it. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's kind of the same thing. Like when you get caught shoplifting, well, it's too high, and oh, it's just uh, the same thing. Like, yeah, yeah, it's all that. But sis, you shoplifting, got you know, you boosting. So that's the best analogy I can draw y'all to how I feel about this shit. It's just not something that I have ever really gotten upset about. Um, I'm much more upset about the uh, Mexican Americans and, and the Caribbean Americans and whoever else that, that are born here citizens or, or bona fide citizens whose rights are being violated and who can't get jobs and, and, and who are not being afforded the 100% rights of the American citizens that they deserve. I'm way more upset about that. And be they Mexican, be they Asian, be they Caribbean, be whoever they are. They're American citizens. They are born here or they are nationalized and they are not being afforded the full rights and privileges that they deserve and they pay the taxes. I'm way more concerned with that. So, sorry. That's all I got to say. Y'all, listen, keep your head on the swivel. Don't get caught up out here, y'all dreamers. And um, hopefully Congress will work something out for y'all. All right. Um, ain't no shows, so, yo, I don't even know if this gonna be an hour, y'all, wait, cause Queen of the, oh no, okay, so there, there's one show, I'll give y'all the finale for Queen of the South, but ain't no Game of Thrones, um, oh, okay, so we'll do a little Insecure, sorry, this is, um, out of format, but again, so, so we, but we're not gonna do Insecure, but this is what I'll say about Insecure, um, you know, every, every, um, 
does it come on Sunday night and Secure comes on and then people be arguing till like good till Tuesday and you know I, some people seem to be annoyed by that and dr- trying to be super deep and drawing all these conclusions people talk about the shows that they like Game of Thrones we do the same thing we discuss Game of Thrones all week and the theories and what you think and the different scenes and we watch the episodes over and over again people discuss shows they like Insecure is no different it's a good show it's a very good show. Just because the characters are all, like, kind of flawed and maybe you don't like a few of them, that doesn't mean the show's not good. It's a it's a brilliant show. It's so great. But, like, some of y'all are just, I don't know, reading comprehension's not great. And I'm going to be honest, like, you're not too bright because the show, you got people on the TL just missing the whole point of it. It's called Insecure. Oh, everybody on the show is trash. How y'all watch this show? It's called Insecure. It is a show about people who... It's a show revolving around Issa's character who is insecure. She's awkward. She's so... You know, she doesn't have it all going on. She's... She, that's what the show is about. Like, what are y'all talking about? Like, I don't understand. And it's all these characters, and the show is so good because it's relatable. Because they're, it's, you know, everybody is not, some of these shows, everybody got the best wardrobe and everybody's super fly. That's not real life. Molly, I'm, a, I'm an attorney. I know so many, my people are like, that's not, Molly not a real hell. If it ain't anybody that's listening to this that's a, an attorney, that's a lawyer, y'all know. Y'all might be Molly, y'all damn self. It's so many Mollies. Molly is, is comes a dime a dozen in law school. I identify with Molly hardcore. It's so many Mollies. Um, Issa. Uh, Lawrence, fuckboy Lawrence. It's a you know Lawrence Hive again. Y'all want listen that Lawrence is a funny hill to die on because Lawrence is a, a horrible dude. <laughs> like he is the epitome of a fuck dude. Um, this episode he's self absorbed. He's oblivious. He went you know he's just he's he's Issa writes these characters. The thing I like about it is the the faults and the and the the things that she wants to highlight in these characters, they're teased out so masterfully. It's not heavy-handed. Like, when the show first started, you know, we were watching and we were trying to figure out what was what, and then when people started, mainly women, on the TL started saying, calling Lawrence out, saying, oh, Lawrence is one of them good guys. All the dudes on the, what y'all talking about? It's like, but we read, the reason we saw that is because we recognize the character, because if you are a woman, by the time you are 18 or 19 years old, you have run across more Lawrences than not because most dudes are lame just like that. It's like I said last week. This whole thing about good, good guy, good guy is not a label that you give yourself. It's a label that good there's there's a lot of good there's not a lot of good dudes. Not that all dudes are tra- there's a lot of trash dudes. There's not a lot of good dudes. There's a lot of whole bunch of meh dudes in the middle. Meh for various reasons. And Lawrence is is a meh dude. And this notion that because somebody is not a bad dude, which means, I don't know, they beat you, they cheat on you, the absolute worst thing that you can be, because if you're not that, that makes you a good guy. That's y'all's problem. No. Don't make you can still be a fuckboy. Okay, you didn't cheat on your girlfriend, but you can still be a fuckboy. You can still be a Lawrence. You can still be self-absorbed. You can still be somebody that sat on the couch for two years a bum. You can be somebody who pays no attention to outside cues and have any idea of what's appropriate. You bring 
a, a plus one to an invite that doesn't have a plus one to 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 where you know your ex is going to be. We suspect she's going to be with her new what you think is her new boyfriend, and you bring this new girl who is really trying to like you. That's the first date you're going to bring her on to the place with your ex because you're really just trying to confront your ex, and you're going to use this girl. Then Tasha, you play you embarrass her in front of her family because you're a self absorbed asshole. So. You know, Lawrence Hive, hey, look, don't date him, girl. That's all I say. Um, but it's such a great show. But, like, this, this, let people talk about the show. People are talking about the show and tweeting about the show because they recognize people. Like, I know any, all, the reason why women were able to spot Lawrence so easily because, again, there's way more Lawrences out there than they're not. And, and when, and, and you run across a lot of Lawrences at that age and, like, you 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 your late teens up into your twenties because you know I haven't really figured out what a Lawrence is yet. So you run into a lot of those guys. So by the time you get thirty, you see them niggas coming a mile away. So that's why a lot of the women were like, "Oh, Lawrence is a fake good guy. He's one of them guys be on Twitter talking about, oh, girls don't like and and you know he's gonna do this and he's just using Tasha and y'all was arguing us down. Y'all don't know that. Y'all don't know that. Now we do because women t- to women." tend to have more experience in relationships and in just interacting with the other sex than men do because it's very it's a, a girl by the time when she buys from the time she's like 13 or 14 has niggas in her face all the time always trying to talk to her always tossing dick and if she's good looking forget about it way more interactions with men than men tend to have with women at those ages Y'all niggas don't really figure out anything until y'all like 30, if then. So, yeah. Um, but, you know, it's a great show. It's a good black show. It's a black characters. It's written from a black point of view. It's written in a black voice. It's for black people. Um, there's an article in Rolling Stone where she wrote, where, where Issa says that it's not for men and it's not for white people. And that's so accurate. Um, and that's part of the reason, again, why I like the show, because it's like white people, if you want to watch and enjoy this, it's not segregation, we don't exclude y'all like y'all from our stuff, like y'all exclude us from ours, y'all have to, y'all, we're not gonna let y'all take over, and we're not gonna let y'all come in and switch it up and do what y'all want to do, if y'all want to come in respectfully and observe and watch it how, and, and, uh, and take it in the way we give it, then come on, but we're not gonna adjust for you, I like that there's no token, well, no, no, there's no token whites on the show, Frida's not a token white, Frida is, is Issa's co-worker, which is realistic, because at work, everybody not black, you, nine times out of ten, you have, you know, a white co-worker, Frida's her co-worker, um, I, honestly, <laughs> Issa and Frida are the best couple on, on the, on the show, besides, um, Issa and Molly, a lot of people don't like Molly, she's mean, she's this, she's that, again, I don't know what kind of friendships y'all have and what kind of people in y'all like but stay away from me because Molly are the kind of friends, Molly and East's relationship that's that's a true friendship and those are all the friends that I have we are friends like that, we can drag each other we can say fucked up shit to each other, that don't affect nothing because when the shit goes down every time something happened with Issa Molly be like no fuck that we gonna go ride that's a real friend so I don't all this fake shit that's this is why I don't like a lot of people and I don't have a lot of friends cause a lot of y'all all this fake shit like if you oh well she's not friends cause she said something to hurt my feelings like girl if we friends that grew up together like from the playground nigga we might have done fought a few times <laughs> like what are you talking about like those are the real friends so 
you know, that's why I don't fuck with a lot of people because you like yo. Y'all, y'all call shit friendships that ain't really friendships, and y'all people call people friends that ain't really friends, and y'all base um, stuff like who's a friend on very superficial, non-important shit. If that motherfucker is when something goes down, or you need them, or they need, or they need to tell you you fucking up, or they need to be grab you or gab you and be like, girl, you tripping right now? Like I don't know what you doing, but um, this shit you doing is real whack, or that outfit is fucked up. That nigga is 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 a clown. If if your friend saying that to you causes a problem, then that ain't your friend. Alright. It ain't a good friend. So, yeah. Love Insecure. Love Issa Rae. Outstanding writing. Um, I'm glad it got renewed for two more seasons. I I hope this... I don't... I just want her and Lawrence... I just want Lawrence to go his way and figure his life out. And I want Issa to be... I don't know if she gotta be with Daniel. I like Daniel. But just, I don't, I hope all this not for them to get back together, because I don't like him, and I don't like them two together. Like, I don't, only way I'm going to like for them to get together is if they develop Lawrence's character, let him figure out that he's a fuck nigga and fix himself. But if he just going to keep going this way, I'm good on him. I can't stand them dudes. Give me a Daniel. Uh, uh, Daniel got his issues, and he got his problem, but Daniel is direct. Daniel does not play games. Daniel is direct. He comes at Issa direct. He tells her what it is. Issa is actually fucking up with Daniel because Daniel really likes her. And I don't know why she's out here trying to play these whole games. Her and Daniel go way back. She always wanted to have something with him. He clearly always wanted to have something with her. He's clearly trying to do it now. And now she wanted to play whole games. Why? Because Lawrence? Like, you're not good at it, sis. You done done slept with fucking Waterhead dude in in the complex. Um... You got your eye shot out by Daniel, and you was mad about it. And I thought the scene was crazy, but then I was listening to Pop Life podcast. Shout out to uh, Jeff, uh, Sean, and Naima. And then I, I think this is right. Naima, they was because it's been a discussion. Like, why was she so mad? Like, I didn't understand why she was mad. He gave her a warning, and then like, I mean, what's the problem? He, I was like, I don't understand how you embarrassed. We just y'all too. But Naima said something, and I think that's accurate. It just was a come accumulation of event, accumulation of the offense of her just all the way up to that point just being fail after fail after fail you know she tried with the first dude then she showed up without texting and then the, the Spanish dude that she got she just been having just L after L after L after L and I think that shit in her face was just like the final final straw now I'm with this nigga who I actually like who go way back alright let me get ahead and then you gonna shoot in my fucking face and in my fucking eye like so I think that's right. I think it was just, I, I think the scene was just her reaction to just everything. And that's why she was overreacting and acting like that. Because at first I was like, I just didn't understand it. I was like, sis, that's the whole point of sucking the dick so that it busts a nut. And like he said he was about to bust a nut. At that point, you got to make decisions, sis. You Okay, you got to decide where to go and what you're going to do. And I just didn't get it. But, you know. People's like, well, he didn't have to put it on her face. He didn't aim it. Ain't like he took his hand. It, it go the way it go. Right? I mean, I know that much. I'm I'm uh estranged from Dick, but I know that much. I know that the shit just go. Unless you take your hand and steer it, it go the way it go. Sometimes it go further than you think it's going to go. Sometimes it, go the, it can't be controlled. It's like a little boy when they pee. Same thing. That You think it's going to go into the toilet, that shit goes straight up in the air. Like, it's just, that's how it is. So, yeah, but I think that's it. I think she's just accumulation of like, you know, this is like the worst life ever. 
Um, but yeah, great show. Love it. Um, I wish it came on a little earlier though, like at 10, 10, 10 30, whatever time is a little rough, but, um, I mean, it has a good lead in with ballers. Um, I know people on the TL think that nobody watches ballers, but actually quite a few people watch ballers. Ballers is a good show. And that's a good, um, lead in for, for insecure actually, because you know, a lot of people that watch ballers would probably not even know about insecure except that it comes on after. So I'm sure they get a good bump from that ballers audience. Um, for sure, because a lot of a, I, I know a lot of black dudes and watch ballers that would never probably even watch Insecure, but they'd probably be like, "Oh, what's this? Some more black people? Let's watch this." Um, yeah. Okay, so Queen of the South. So, um, this last week was the season finale of Queen of the South, and I mean, it kind of was anticlimactic because we thought we were going to see how Teresa became to be the boss, but we kind of did, but we didn't. So, um, I told you they got the Mexican gang to try to rip off, um, Camilla's drugs, which they did, but James switched it out. So they gave the drugs to the Chicago dude. And it was a problem because the Chicago dude was like, this ain't cocaine. So Teresa thought that the gang, the Mexican gang switched it out. So she goes back, confronts the Mexican gang. They like, we ain't switch out nothing. What are you talking about? We want to, you know, we want our money though. So they get into a shootout, Teresa gets shot. Tucho got a, I finally found out that the uh, guard's name, his name's Tucho. He grabs her, he gets out of there. They go back, they figure out it's James. Um, she calls uh, Weto, I'm sick of Weto, but whatever, she loves him. She calls him to help her out. He comes help her out. Meanwhile, Camilla, I told y'all it was kidnapped by uh, Epifanio, it turns out, though, Weto was on the plane with them, or he got on the plane with them. This is what he did for Teresa. Teresa um, run, runs up on them, and Teresa like, yo, once again, I'm letting you know, I don't want no problems with you. Why don't you take, they got the daughter back and all of that. Why don't you take your, your, your daughter, go back to Mexico, be a family woman. Basically what she's telling her, she's like, look, your daughter got kidnapped, she almost got killed, because they got the daughter out of there. They, um, uh, shot dude up and everything, got the daughter back, and, um, you know, Teresa like, look, why don't you just go ahead, why don't you just go ahead and relax, Camilla talking shit, oh, I'm gonna hunt you down, but, you know, Camilla always doing that gangster gangster shit, um, Teresa like, whatever, because they still gotta pay the, um, you know, the guy from Bolivia that they got the coke from in the first place that did all the little voodoo shit, they still gotta pay him, cause he gonna chop her up if they don't, so she ain't really got time for this Camilla shit she need to get the money and she need to pay this nigga this crazy nigga back that's you know he be chopping people up feeding people to pigs all kind of shit and he done sent his this little girl and this man up to get her like yo your money is due so she ain't got time to be fucking around with Camilla so um you know Camilla going back and forth Epifanio um start getting trying to make moves and shit and so Teresa like look I ain't got time for this shit I gotta go pay this crazy dude back they going back and forth ends up, Teresa end up shooting Epifanio, because Epifanio just trying to, um, pulls a gun, and like, trying to be, you know, hardcore, they stand on a tarmac in front of the, the jet and shit, Teresa just shoot Epifanio, he, she shoot him, because, again, I, if you remember from, like, the first season, Epifanio was originally trying to kill her for the book, so he been trying to kill her forever and ever and ever, and trying to get her, and that was the, the dude with the general and everything, he been trying to kill her, so she kind of sick of Epifanio, and so she gave him the chance, like, look, both of y'all go, 
and I'm gonna let y'all go go back to Mexico, be a family. They don't want to do that. They want to be gangster, gangster. They don't want to give it up. They don't want to just go. So she shoot at Pafanio, right in front of Camilla. She don't shoot Camilla, though. She, you know, but she like, look, gone now. Like, <laughs> she's still, like, gone. So Camilla like, oh, gang, I'm going to kill you. I'm going to get revenge. All this machismo bullshit. So Teresa like, whatever. So they shooting it out, and they, they go. They don't get Camilla, though, and they go. So, she makes it back. She gets to Chicago, do his dope, so they good. She goes back to the CIA dude she was working with, gets, you know, gets the money, pays off the Bolivian dude, so he good with, so she, he ain't gonna feed her to the pigs. And, um, you know, she gets on the boat, and the last scene is, you know, they're at Epifanio's funeral in um, Mexico, and Camilla's talking about the drug traffickers and saying that she's, you know, the person that killed my, the mayor, because now, you know, they're trying to play this respectful shit, the mayor of Mexico, like he's not a drug dealer, and says, Teresa Mendoza, she's um, public enemy number one, narco-trafficker, kill my husband, and we will use uh, the full might of the Mexican government to take down these traffickers and all this shit, and then we see Teresa on the boat. Um, I don't know where she's sailing to, she's sailing somewhere, though. Um, and that's the end of the scene. So, that we still don't see, you know, I mean that we see her become the queen, but we don't see like we still have some seasons to go, I guess, to where she's like living in a super big house that we see at the beginning and all that. But Queen of the South is good. It's over with, so you can watch it on demand now. Um it's a really good show. So that's it. So I said I wanted to try something new because I don't have a lot this this week. And what I wanted to try is kind of a, it's sort of a, it's sort of a rant and it's kind of a segment. So if you follow me on Twitter or if you know anything about me, you know that I am a sneaker fiend. I'm a sneaker head. I've been a sneaker fiend since way back. My mom bought me my first pair. I was like five, four or five. I was mad young when the first pair of night, when the first night Cortez, the first nights that came out that I remember or at least that they made for kids. I don't think it was the first Nikes, but the first one they made for kids was Cortez. Them blue Cortez, nylon Cortez with the white stripe. Y'all, y'all sneaker people, y'all know what I'm talking about. There was nylon, there was dark blue, they had a white stripe. Those are the first Nikes that, and they had, and the sole was white with the little blue stripe on it. Y'all know the ones I'm talking about. Those were the first Nikes that I remember. There was a pair, my dad was a runner, so my dad had a pair that was the, um, I forgot the name of them, but they they had they had reissued them at at, at J Crew um, real quick last year. But it's like a um, there were leather and they had like a leather sole, a rubber sole that was kind of like yellow white leather, and they just had the the swoosh and they were um, I can't explain. If y'all, there was a pair that was for the Cortez. They kind of looked like um, the Adidas Sambas a little bit, but they were Nikes. But the Cortez is the first pair. My mom, I remember we used to, I lived in Philly. We lived in West Philly. And the main street in West Philly was 69th Street, the main shopping street. Well, there was two, 52nd Street. But 69th Street was really it. Because 69th Street was the borderline between Philly and Yaden, which is the suburbs. And so that's where all, that whole line, it was like nice stores there. Nicer than 52nd Street. So we would always go to 69th Street. Um, and we went into the store. I forgot the name of the store. We used to always go into, but... It was like a department store. Maybe it was Gimbel's. I don't know. It was one of them stores. It was a department store. And we went to the back to the shoe section. And I was a little kid. Like, I was four or five. But when I was a little kid, you know, I wore Bobo's. Like, because we thought, 
We thought that we was dumb. Like, we, I mean, but this was before sneakers was out. We would think that the more stripes on your shoes, the faster you can run in them. So I just always wanted shoes with, like, mad stripes. So I had on, like, some Bobos with, like, eight stripes. Like, <laughs> my shits was, like, they was, like, I remember they was blue with orange stripes, like, Syracuse colors, and they had, like, eight stripes on them. Because I'm, like, eight stripes. We thought that the more stripes you had, the faster you could run. And I was always an athletic kid, so I used to always run faster than all the boys. So, you know, but we thought it was the shoes. Like, so, oh, you only got four stripes, I got eight. And I would run, we would race, and I would beat all the boys because I had eight stripes on my shoes, right? (laughs) Stupid shit. So, anyway, I'm in the store with my eight stripes. And we used to wear, y'all remember Zips? It was these sneaks called Zips, and it was these sneaks called Wildcats. Zips had the Z, like a, a Zorro Z on the side, and Wildcats had a W. And those was like the only two brand names. If you ain't had Bobos, you could get Zips or you could get Wildcats as a little kid, right? That's all I knew. So I had my eight stripe sneaks on, and we go in the store. And my mom was like, you know, my mom was fly, always on the new shit and shit. My dad, too. And, and she was like, yo, she wanted me to get these. She was like, don't you want these, Cal? And I was like, no, they only they nikes. I'm like, they only got one stripe. This is the swoosh, right? I was like, they only got one stripe. I can't run in those. And my mom was like, what are you talking about? I was like, I need more stripes. I can run fast, mom. She was like, no, but these are the new ones. These are fly. These are like the new designer. These are like the flyest ones. You should want these. And I just remember my mom was trying to get me to buy these nikes. And I just thought they was whack. I thought they was corny. They ain't had. They ain't have twenty two stripes on them. They wasn't zips. They wasn't wildcats. What is this trash you trying to get me to wear with no fucking nikes? Some fucking bullshit. What is that, right? I remember so vividly. So I ain't get them. <laughs> my mom was mad. Like. Uh, you could have had the fly sneak them fucking bobos. <laughs> I was mad about it. I just I just remember that so vividly. So I said all that to say I'm a sneaker person from way back, way 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 back. I take the shit personal. When I was when I was a little kid, my dad was was a clown and he was on that boys you know sneakers are for boys and I would just be a battle because I would be want the fly sneaks would come out and it was two battles. Like the first was him and well that's not for girls dumb shit. It's a sneaker my nigga because I was a fly. I was a fly kid. I was a fly teenager. I was always in the fashion. I always wanted the hot shit. Always wanted the fly shit. Always wanted the shit that nobody had. And so when these sneak this is before all the hype beasts. And when niggas was really on sneaks, but I was, and I was always trying to get the, the hot fly ones that came out, the air trainers, the the um, shells with a unique color, or the high top, whatever it was, the Pumas, I wanted the suede joints, or the, whatever, whatever was the hot shoe, I was on it early, and I wanted it. But it was two battles, it was my fucking father, and but then it was like, um, if y'all old, y'all know that, the way they make um, all the shoes in kids' sizes now, like you get Jordans in kids' size, you can get LeBrons in kids' size. They didn't do that back then. Back then, they didn't make kids' shoes. Kids' shoes was kids' shoes. Like, the, the um, sneakers started in the men's sizes, and they didn't even start at a 7. It started at, like, an 8. And that was for a good minute until they start realizing how much money they was losing by not, you know, parents wanted to buy the shits for their kids, and they started making shit in kids' sizes. But, like, for a good minute, I remember... When the um, forums, remember when the, the 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 forums came out? Like the first shoe wasn't a Jordan. The first signature athlete shoe wasn't a Jordan. It was the forums with Magic and Bert. Magic had his, and Bird had his, and Dr. J had his. The Dr. J Sixers joints was red, white, and blue. The Celtics joints, the white ones was white and green, and then they had the black ones that was um, black or like that real dark green that almost looked black and white. And then the Lakers ones was the white, purple, and yellow, and I remember I wanted those, but they only made, they didn't make them in kid sizes then for a minute. And then, like the next year, I think when Jordan first got his Jordan 1, 
that's when they started making them kid those those Converse forums in in kid sizes. I remember the first. I remember the Lakers ones. I don't know if they made them all, but I know the Lakers ones and the Sixers ones because I wanted the Dr. J Sixers ones, red, white, and blue. And my dad actually let me get them because they was low time. This is like eighty three, eighty two when the Sixers was well. The Sixers won a championship in eighty three, and they won it in seventy. Whenever this was when the this was when the Sixers was winning championship with Sixers and the Celtics battling out and. The Sixers won in the 70s. I can't remember when, and they won in 83. This was them five, that little five-year stretch when they had Moses Malone and docking them. So he let me get them because it was Dr. J, it was the Sixers, and it was low tops. He wouldn't let me get high top nothing because that was for boys. And I couldn't get, if it looked too, I don't know. It just, if it, if it was too much not plain, like if it wasn't just a, like a plain-ass sneaker, like like I would have never been able to get the, the, the breads, the black, the red and black. Oh, that was, that was too much. What is this? I would never be able to get those. So, um, they didn't have them for kids. So that that was that was my battle. So um, then when I got to high school, my foot started getting um, you know I had regular size foot. So I wore I wore um, I could wear like a boy's six, boy's six, boy seven, depending like because Nikes are cut narrow, so it depends on the shoe. So then I start getting stuff and like I again I worked, so I would save my. I mean I worked, I, but my dad, you know, I lived at I was a kid, I was in high school, so I saved all my money and that's what I would do. I buy clothes, sneakers, jewelry. I was fly because I had you know I got I worked for my dad, I got paid cash on the table. I would have like you know I would work for the weekend and and get paid like um, we got paid thirty dollars a day, so I would work Friday and Saturday at sixty dollars, sixty dollars in high school in cash. For it's a lot of money. So, and if you wanted, if I wanted something, I would just save it up. So I would just take my little thirty, my little sixty dollars, and save for two weeks. That's one hundred twenty dollars. And back then, Air Maxes and shit was like eighty bucks. So I would just save it up and go get Air Maxes, or save it for a couple weeks and go get two pair of Air Maxes. So always, I always liked sneakers. Always, I had the Air Maxes. I had the New Balance Reebok. I still remember. Matter of fact, I got into an argument on Twitter with some know it all nigga. Trying to tell me that the um the Adidas forums that came out that um that Kanye put out when they came out everybody some old people was like oh those are the old Reeboks this nigga harassed him like those Adidas forums they came out blah I'm like nigga those Adidas forums came out in like eighty nine ninety I remember when they came out I remember when they came out because they were copies of the excuse me the original men's aerobic Reeboks and I know that because I remember when Reeboks first came out cause my boy Sandy who was a drug dealer who ended up having to go on the run, he was a drug dealer he was a dope boy, he worked for my pops he had all the hot shit and he knew I liked the hot shit so he came to work one day and he had on Reeboks, nobody had never we was wearing Nikes, we was wearing Pumas, we was wearing Adidas, we ain't know nothing about no Reeboks, he came to work, he had these Reeboks, he had these he had the, but he had the tennis joints on with the um, flat bottom, and, and I looked, and I was like, yo, Stacy, what are those? Because it had a British flag on them. He was like, these Reeboks, these new joints, Kel, you got to get these. And I'm like, word, so, I, you know what I mean? I went to get them when I went to the store. They didn't have the ones he had, but they had the aerobic joints, and they had the men's. And I liked the men's because they had the dark blue. The Reebok was in dark blue. And the girls, the um, well, the girl ones, the soul was different, and the Reebok was in, like, that um, that lighter blue color, y'all, y'all niggas that wear sneaks, y'all know what I'm talking about, the the men's had the darker blue joint, so I got the men's, and so that's how, and that was like 86, so that's how, and and that model of Reebok was out 
for a minute and then Adidas put out their version which was those forums and when they came out everybody was calling those Adidas corny because they was like yo y'all ripped off the Reebok the Reeboks was out first the Reebok had that model first Adidas came along and, and copied it nigga on the Twitter trying to argue with me that those wasn't Reeboks yes they were Adidas came out with them joints in 88, I don't know what year it was, but they was not before the Reeboks, the Reeboks came out first, because everybody's wearing Reeboks, and when the Adidas came out, nobody wore the Adidas, because they were like, that's corny, y'all just copy Reebok and change it up a little bit, so, I know my sneakers, nigga, I don't go up for no different, I wore all kinds of brands, the only brand I never wore was, um, I never had a pair of Pumas, not because I ain't like Pumas, I just never, I don't know, just, I, w- I just like the Adidas better, like, Suede Pumas, I just like the Samba joints better, so I like the Sambas better, I like the Shell Tops better, I had the Nike, Nikes better, it was, um, the Saucony's, we used to wear these sneaks called Lecoq Sport, well I used to wear them, Lecoq Sportif, if y'all remember the Rooster joints, they used to call them Lecoq Sportif, I don't know what they call them now, um, Diodorus, back when Diodorus was cheap, they be charging like 250 300 for Diodorus now, anyway, the, the rant part of this is that, I want all that to let y'all know, like, man, I, again, I'm sneaker from way back, and I, you know, I, I just, the sneaker game nowadays, I hate, it's so jacked up, it's, everybody wearing the same shit, all these shoes are fly knit, fly knit is like, come on, man, that's, fly knit is like, you, you make one, like the Nike fly knit, you make one model of shoe, that's a fly knit, and if you want fly knit, you go get that shoe, now they putting this shit on everything, they got LeBron fly knit, Jordan fly knit, that's corny, and it's ugly, and I just hate the way the sneaker game is just like, yo, the way all y'all wear the same shit, when we was in high school, I am Gen X, I am Gen X, okay, um, when we was in high school, back where I'm from, Philly, niggas, like, the worst thing in the world if you was a fly, not if you, you know, whatever, but if you was a fly nigga, which back in, back when I was in high school, and everybody, the crack era, when it was a lot of dope boys out there, and a lot of money, and everybody's trying to be fly, the worst thing that could be, was that somebody else was wearing your shit, you had, yo, you had to be fly, you had to be unique, you had to find shit that nobody else found, like, yo nigga, where you get them at, what the, where you find that color at, Gap sweatsuits, everybody, y'all own it, y'all know, Y'all know back in the day, Gap was it. Back in the day, a Gap sweatsuit, if you had a Gap sweatsuit with that with that good fleece material, y'all niggas don't, y'all think te- the way niggas wear tech fleece nowadays, that's how a Gap sweatsuit was. A Gap done fell off now, but back in the day, a Gap sweatsuit was everything, my nigga. And if you can get one of them unique, cause niggas used to get in their cars or get on a train for the weekend and go down to like D.C. or go up to New York or go like over to Jersey because... The, the, the Gap over in the Cherry Hill Mall had this color orange sweatsuit that they didn't have at the Gallery Mall in Philly, and you wanted that goddamn orange because nobody else was going to have that shit, and you was going to come to school that week on Friday killing niggas with your orange Gap sweatsuit, with your um, Eddie Bauer jacket to match, with your, you know, whatever, or your polo jacket, whatever you had, or your Tommy jacket, Tommy came later. It was mainly Eddie Bauer and, and, and polo and um, what else? Tag or not, uh, Helly Hansen was later too. I think it, we wore Eddie Bauer, we wore Polo, Izod, but Izod was that was that kind of played out. Izod was like more like sixth, seventh grade. By the time we got to high school, it was mainly Polo and Eddie Bauer and Gap. If you had any of those three, you was good. Tommy too. Tommy Hilfiger, yeah, Tommy Hilfiger was out then. Um, 
But you, if you had any of those three, you was good. And of course, Adidas and Nike was always good. Um, but now it's like everybody just dressed the same. Y'all all like Jay said. Y'all all fuck the same fucking chicks. Y'all all wear the same fucking kicks. Like everybody looks the same. Everybody dressing the same. That's what. Like that's so whack to me. Like y'all not. Y'all just following. Y'all not setting trends. Y'all y'all letting these white hipster kids tell y'all what to wear. Who do that? Where they do that at? Come on. So it's like I don't know. I, am I the old nigga? Like am I the old nigga? Am I? Is that what I am? Am I get off my lawn right now? Because I think a lot of this shit is whack and a lot of this shit is corny. I don't think so. Because when I see some fly shit, I say that's fly. I'm just when I want to be amazed. I want to be. I want to be stopped in my track. That's why I look so forward to anything Rihanna does. Because even if it ain't necessarily for me, even if I don't like her Puma line, I would. That none of that stuff was for me. But it was like nothing else. It was creative. It was ahead. Like oh shit, this ain't what nobody else is doing. This is next. This is over the hill. That's why that girl is fucking fly as fuck to me. Because all these other people are just copying or just doing what everybody else is doing. Or let's wait and see what Rihanna gonna do and then and then do that. Like that's it's and, and I see all these influencers and oh I'm a fashion blogger, I'm a stylist, and you look on they and you look at their shit and it's like what is this? What this ain't this ain't no style? What the fuck is this? Y'all lucky I'm broke. Because if I had to, if I had a disposable income like I had in high school, nigga, I would be killing you niggas. Cause I listen, I said we got an all star tooting our horns, and some of y'all went to high school with me. I know y'all listen. What up? Thanks for listening to my podcast. Y'all know I'm not lying. Y'all know I was the shit in high school. All right. <clears throat> That's y'all know I was. Um, I I would be killing y'all, man. Like like even now, would I mean? With a little bit of, you know, I got bills and shit, and New York is not cheap. I do what I can, but, like, it's just like, yo, it's, 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 the game is whack. The, the, the releases every, every, every Saturday a sneaker drop, and it sell out right away. You can't get it. And all these shoes don't be fly. Like, all these people be like, oh, how you get, because I look at the release calendar, and I see what's coming out. And mainly the shoes that I try to get, the shoes that I target, are ones that I couldn't get when I was younger, either because my dad was blocking and hating, or they didn't have my size. Like one of the one of my one of the, my most coveted pair of shoes. They not even. I don't even think it was hard to get them because they didn't really sell out like that. Because again, it wasn't a hype shoe. It wasn't a shoe that you know whoever um, rapper told had on that you know niggas is trying to run a copy. That was the um, Air Trainer Medicine Balls. They was the ones that. That Spike Warren do the right thing. If you watch do the right thing, Spike Lee had on a pair of Air Trainer Three Medicine Balls, and I wanted those shoes so bad because them shits was hype. He had them on with the red shorts and the Dodgers jersey. That whole movie, but I that was they didn't make them in kids. And at that time, the, the smallest men's size was an eight. I wear women's eight, but I wear men's seven, seven and a half because seven. I wear insoles, first of all, and them seven, them kid sizes, it's a seven, it's supposed to be a two-size conversion, so if you wear a, a, a woman's eight, you're supposed to wear a, a boy six, but y'all know them kids' shoes, they be cut narrow, and they be cut, they don't all the time work like that, so six is too small for me, and my foot is too, I have a narrow foot, but like, my toe be pressed up against, it's, it's not comfortable, so I wear a men's seven, but I usually get a seven and a half, because I wear insoles, and again, depending on how it's cut, but I usually get a seven and a half because I wear insoles. If, if I can't find a seven and a half, I'll get a seven with my insoles. Seven is a little tight, but if I take the insole out, I can fit it. But, um, 
you know, but those 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 sizes are hard to get. So I got those and I got them, and that's like my most coveted pair. Whenever I wear them, things like, oh, they fly. I'm like, I know they fly, because that's what you do. You don't go get the shoes that just everybody else got. Like now, Jordans. That's the exception because Jordans is Jordans. Everybody gonna want Jordan, and it, it, you want the Air Jordan One breads because you want the Air Jordan One bread because that's an iconic shoe. So yeah, it ain't about yeah. Everybody just gonna have that because everybody trying to get it. That's an iconic shoe. The Jordans, that's that's the exception because everybody wants a Jordan. So you try to get it. If you get it, you got it. If you don't, you don't. But these other shoes, these these Yeezy boots, y'all, them shits are ugly. They're not worth that money. That fly, them shits look like something that you would buy that you would buy in Walmart. But y'all hype beasts, and cause Kanye wear them, y'all wear them. We never did that. We never did that. We did, somebody expressed it to me really well. I think it was Tim. Nah. I don't know who it was. Somebody on Twitter, when I was saying, I was like, I was like, when I was young, I never wanted to wear what the rappers wore or or because a rapper was using a brand or wearing a chain. I, we wanted to go. We never did that. So that seemed, it's so weird to me that because Future wears a big hat, all these dudes run around wearing big hats. That's fucking strange to me. And somebody said, that's because when we were young, we were the culture. We were, the rappers were wearing what we were wearing, and we were wearing what the rappers were wearing, because we were doing us. We wasn't trying to copy nobody else. We wasn't trying to look like Drake or look like Future. We was just being fly. We was we was just doing us. This is how we dressed. We wore sweatsuits with gold chains. We wore our Cortez. We rolled our one pants leg up. We, you know, we wore our Gaps. We wore our Eddie Bowers. That's the thing about, that's why, listen, listen, listen. Millennials, y'all take a lot of shit. Some of it's warranted, some of it's not. But y'all always trying to come for Gen X, and you know y'all got all the jokes. And it really, we just kind of ignore y'all or laugh or whatever because y'all just really don't even understand that y'all are sons. All this fly shit, all this culture, everything that y'all think y'all so cool, we did that. Y'all niggas are wearing Jordan ones again. Because we wore them shits. We made them shits hot. Y'all wearing fucking Air, Air Max 95s? 95, my nigga. How old was you in 95? I was, um... How old was I in 95? I was late teens, I think. Yeah, uh, nah, I was in my 20s in 95. Or, or, yeah, I was in my 20s in 95. How old were you? Air Force One, um, the fucking, um... Air Max 90s. I was in fucking high school in Air Max 90s, Okay? We was wearing them shits. That was that was us. We made them shits hot. Y'all re-wearing them shits. So that that really struck it home for me. Like, yeah, that's what it is. Y'all y'all just like copying, or y'all just trying to uh, uh, create or recreate what we did. So that's why it's really it's stri- it's, it's corny. It's like that's why I'm like that's why I think it's corny to me. Cause we never did that. We didn't wear Adidas sweatsuits because Run DMC wore Adidas sweatsuits. Run DMC was wearing Adidas sweatsuits because that's how niggas was. Everybody in the street, all the drunk boys and all the fly girls and all the fly guys wore Adidas sweatsuits. They dressed like we dressed. That's how we. That's why we liked them. As a matter of fact, our parents be like, "What is this? Y'all ain't got no sequin because they groups. They was up there in sequins and the James Brown and the capes and the costumes and all that bullshit. To them, that was entertainers." We got up there in sweatsuits, cause that's how we dressed. So, um, this new shit, like, is I don't know. Like, I, I I've been ranting for a minute, but it's corny to me. But, um, 
so I said that I said all that to say that I, I was thinking about adding a section to this because I was trying to figure out a format um, instead of the music thing because I told y'all why I'm kind of hesitant to do that because I ain't gonna be listening to that shit every week. Maybe I'll, but I was thinking about adding like a style section because that's really my shit. Like I love fashion, I love clothes, I really love sneakers. So I was like, maybe I'll like every week I'll, I'll um, tell y'all about a shoe or something one I just got or one that's dope. See if you can find it. And um, I'll start this week with um, so there's these these. Diodora is an Italian, well, it was, I don't know if it got bought now, but it's an Italian shoemaker. They make very comfortable shoes. Um, I, back in high school, I used to wear the, I was like, I was, I always wanted stuff that nobody else knew. I was always the one that had shit first. Um, and Diodorus is one of them. So I used to wear Diodorus. Diodorus are really comfortable. They usually come in suede. Um, they back out now, but now they like hot shit. But I recently found out though, if you get them, if you go to the Diodora website and don't go through like Foot Locker or like Keith or like any of these like hit, you know, hot hype beast joints, if you go straight to Diodora, you can still get them for the prices that I got. So when I was in high school, Diodorus was $65, which back in like the 80s and 90s was a lot of money for a pair of shoes. Cause again, the Air Maxes, like, 95s was only, like, $80, so, which was a lot for a shoe back then, like, back, back then, back in high school, Jordans, Jordans was, like, a hundred, like, they was, like, 85 $100, which was, like, the high, high, that was high for a shoe back then, like, back then, you could get Reeboks for, like, $30, you could get most, you could get an Air Max for, like, 80 like, you did, you super, um, design, you know, super high-end shoes was, like, between 65 and 80 so, Diodorus was $65, which was high then, but now, they still, if you go to that Diodora website, they're still $65, and they got, a, they got these blue suede, um, track runner joints, just go on and you'll see that it'll pop up, they're blue, they got a ripple sole, they got little red, white, and, um, green, like the Italian flag joint on the side, um, maybe what I'll do is go to, go to my, um, my uh, Instagram, which is Genghis Kells, and I'll put up a picture of them so you can see. But that's my hot shoe for the week. I'm, I'm trying to get those. I think um, this this fall or this this um, this fall and winter, um, I'm gonna try to focus on not so much the Jordans. One pair of Jordans coming out that I really want, but I'm gonna focus on trying to get those little shoes that are fly that I used to wear, that I know about, that are not hyped, that not everybody has yet, and I'm going to tell y'all about them. After I get them, though, because I don't want y'all niggas trying to buy them up, run the prices up for me. But the ones, um, they're Diodorus. Go on their website, though. Check them out. They got some dope shoes. They're very comfortable. They're very um, high-end, and I've, I've seen them popping up here and there, and I have a feeling that they that one of these little influencers are going to try to make them hot, and then they're going to pop the prices. And some of the prices are already popped up, because the ones I saw... I saw them somewhere for like two fifty, and I was like, "Nope, not paying no two fifty for nothing." Like my my limit for sneaker prices is really two hundred, unless it's a special occasion or a Jordan or something like that, and I got to pay extra, and I really want them. But um, Diodora, go to their website, look at their shoe. It's D I A D O R A, and um, uh, go to go to um at Genghis Kells on Instagram. And I'm going to upload some pictures on there that I like. And I'm going to show y'all the ones that I'm talking about. It's, um, so, yeah, I think I'm going to think I'm going to do that for, for a section. Because cause that's, my, that's, my, that's really what I like. And um, I'm trying to figure out a way to do something with that. Like, 
don't know if I could work for a sneaker company, that would be like my number one. Fuck it, I would love that. I would I would have your shit so hot and so fly. All right, so I've been talking to y'all for about an hour now. Um, sorry, this was on a fly show. Um, wasn't a lot of TV. Wasn't no TV on. Everything's over with. On a lot of current view events. Um, I gave y'all my unpopular opinion on uh, illegal immigration and the dreamers and all of that. Um, I gave y'all my little synopsis of the sneaker game, and um, I think I'm gonna add that. So. Yeah, thanks for listening. Um, go to iTunes, please like me, subscribe. Go to SoundCloud, like me, subscribe. The um, my personal Twitter is at KMGZ. The podcast Twitter is at thanks underscore for asking without the G. I have an email for the podcast is thanks for asking podcast at gmail dot com. Y'all don't be sending me no emails, um, but you know I don't know if you want to hit me up there. You can. I see y'all commenting on SoundCloud. Thank you, new listeners. Thank you. Tell your friends. I appreciate y'all for listening. Again, if y'all, you know, anything you want me to discuss, any topics, any, I don't know, shoe you want to talk about or whatever, hit me up on any one of those uh, ways I just told you you can get in touch with me, and um, I'll respond. And, yeah, this episode, shit, did I say what episode it was at the beginning? I think I did, and, um, damn, we're going to have, what's the name for this one? I believe, if I'm not mistaken, this is episode 117, no, it's one, damn, sorry, I usually write this down, and whenever I don't write it down, it's episode 118, and we're going to call this, mm, once again, I get to the end with no name, what are we going to call it? I don't know, but... I'll have it when I get it up there. All right, so enjoy the rest of y'all week, and um, see you next week. Peace.